0: Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you a little bit later than normal. Uh, We usually go live much earlier in the day as soon as I get done with teaching. But I had some other stuff to get to. But, man, there's just so much 49ers news out there that we had to talk about. So I just wanted to jump on. Let's chit-chat through some stuff. The entire organization has moved, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, They are heading to Arizona. We're going to detail that. We're going to allow Coach Shanahan to talk to not only the attitude and the logistics and the practice of just moving an entire team. Usually when we talk about football teams, we always think it's players and we think it's coaches. There's so many more people involved in this. Um, This is a small town of people that have to uproot their lives and change. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to update some key injuries um, for the first time, and I, I hate saying this because I, I don't want to downplay it too much because we did lose some people, but for the first time in a very, very long time, you made it through a game relatively unscathed. Now, obviously, Jamar Taylor and Webster are uh, going to disagree with that. Both of those players are going on IR, but whenever you step back and you look at the season as a whole, as a whole, you didn't really lose a lot of key elements to your team. Um, Jamar Taylor has been playing incredible, but but here is Kyle Shanahan just talking about the injuries that we sustained in our win against the Rams. I
1: got just from the game, the ones I told you guys, um, Jamar confirmed with the torn ACL, um, going on IR, um, and Webster, um, had pretty severe hamstring pull, so he ended up going on IR also. That's all I got.
0: And, and so, yeah, you you got the torn ACL, which as soon as that play happened, as soon as the play happened, you saw him pull down, grab the the knee, and start roll, rolling around. You knew it was something bad, and so that hurts. It hurts bad. Webster, he was kind of special teams depth, uh, but definitely it, it's not—you don't want to downplay it, but you kind of have to. <laughs> with the 2020 season, as it has been with all the injuries, you got to look at Week 12 and see the Rams game as, hey, we came out all right. And <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, Alejandro says, I'm excited. Are we going to the playoffs? Uh, we're going to have some playoff talk, and we're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan just talking about how he never even looks at the standings. As a coach, he just never does. Uh, he has the whole 10 wins and anything, thing, but I don't think the 49ers are going to make it to 10 wins. It is possible there's five games left. I don't think you have to this year. Because of that seventh additional playoff spot, I think that the statistics, uh, the traditional, you know, everybody looks at the models where, okay, what do, you know, five and six teams, what does that look like, things like that. No, 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 you got to throw that out. This is not, we're in new territory. Six teams to seven teams is a big jump. You might say it's only one spot, but it changes the entire game. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Danny the Bear, John's Bedtime, you're exactly correct, I will be... Hitting the hay about t-, t minus 10 minutes after I finish this podcast. But having said all that, very, very glad to be here. What's up, Josh? Glad to be with you as well. So now we did get some new news on some prominent 49ers that play a much larger role than Webster and Jamar Taylor. And that is D Ford. Kyle Shanahan was asked, is there any chance D Ford comes back this year? And Shanahan just put a squash on that and said, no, it's not looking likely. Now, what does that mean? Uh, We've been saying from the start, if you go back to my week one breakdown, whenever I flip out on D. Ford out there jogging around in the third and fourth quarter, the back, um, the neck, just so many injuries. I said, I don't think D. Ford's ever going to play again. And I've kind of held true to that. And it, it seems like that's where we're going to be, unfortunately. And it sucks. It's awful. Because D Ford showed out what he could be. we traded a second round pick for him, um, and people get upset all the time, but guess what? that second round pick was a waste. Uh, the, the Chiefs took Willie Gay Jr. who's a linebacker who hasn't played I think he's got four starts in two years and those were due to injury. The salary is what hurts the most. Um, the second round pick, I think that was a good trade. We saw how great this defense could be with the healthy D Ford. Unfortunately, D Ford can't be healthy. So what does this mean moving forward? Well, I would probably say (laughs) uh, 10 to 1 odds D. Ford's going to get cut. When he gets cut, it's going to be the key. I think he'll retire immediately after that. But the cap implications for the 49ers, they're immense. This is a big old contract. So uh, there's two options. The 49ers could cut D. Ford before June 1st or post June 1st afterwards. And those have different salary cap expectations. implications the implications this if you cut them before june 1st and you just get done with it you're ripping the band-aid off all of the dead money in his contract which is 14.3 million dollars 49ers are going to be on the books for that no matter what but they have the option to spread it out over two years or you cut them before june 1st you get that full 14.3 dead cap on 2021 you'll save 6.4 or this is what i think will happen The 49ers wait until after June 1st, then cut him. Once you do that, you spread that 14.3 cap hit over two years. So it only costs 4.7 million against the cap in 2021 and then 9.5 in 2022. Now, here's why you do that. The 2021 year is already shortened cap by $25 million. So you don't want to put any more stress on that. We got lucky as hell. In getting rid of that Quan Alexander contract, which was one of the worst contracts ever, but whatever. You got a lot of space there. You're going to cut D Ford, and you're going to spread it out over two years. Currently, after we cut D Ford, it's going to give the 49ers about $30 million cap space in 2021. And that's with the shortened cap. That's huge. The 49ers are going to be able to get Fred Warner's contract extension done, which will happen uh, probably after June 1st as well. Um, something similar to the Kittle timeline all the way up through preseason, all that stuff, then they'll get it worked out, but you'll be able to add a couple pieces as well. Um, so who knows, maybe Sherman comes back with the way he's playing uh, on a one year deal or a two year deal. I could see that somewhat of a possibility, especially after he got a couple snaps at free safety. But the idea is this, the 49ers have wiggle room in the cap. Now you couldn't say that with that Quan deal. So now that Quan is gone, and now D Ford is likely to be gone as well, you've got some numbers. We're not even talking about Jimmy G and that contract now, which I think Jimmy G will be back next year. Even if we do draft a quarterback in the first round, I think you're going to have both. Just because the championship window's now, we're not a rebuilding team like whenever the head coaches get fired and you draft a quarterback number one overall. We don't fit that mold. Um, so anyway. Let's go on to some more good news. The COVID guys, Uh, a band playing near you. The COVID guys, sounds like a band a little bit. Uh, We got some good news. So here's the idea. What happens to Brandon Ayuk, DJ Jones, Jordan Willis, Daniel Helm, these guys who couldn't play versus the Rams? That's okay. We didn't need them. The Rams are not that good anyway. We can beat them with anybody. What happens to all these guys? Here's the head coach. So I'll
1: be off it today um So it's um you know tomorrow we're not doing it, and tomorrow the players are having a little bit of a workout just because they've been away from each other since the game, and then we're gonna get on the plane. And um, my understanding is that he should be good to go, and all those guys totally normal for practice on Thursday.
0: Talk about great news! <laughs> Again, we keep saying when are we going to get our offense healthy? Well, Jimmy G and Garoppolo, uh, sorry, Jimmy G and George Kittle, they're going to be out. We're going to talk about them in a second. But the idea is this. We are getting back so many weapons. For the first time, we're going to have Debo and Brandon Ayuk out there. That's huge. Now, while Kittle's out, guess what? We do have Jordan Reed, which is a receiving threat. We have Raheem Mostert. There's a lot of weapons that are present. Okay, so uh, we're getting a lot of things back. Not to mention DJ Jones added depth on the nose tackle, nose, you know, at that kind of nose big shade on top of the center position that's huge plus Jordan Willis who's put up back-to-back good games after the trade then had to sit out because of COVID so that's great news now the question was this when will Jimmy Garoppolo George Kittle and even Ben Garland return are they going to practice this week well Here's what coach Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan had to say about the two kind of premier stars of this offense. They
1: won't be back on the field this week. Um, I do believe we have to, I mean, I think everybody's going with us. I mean, our, our building's not going to be open um, for any aspects. So everybody's got to go. Um, and I mean, those guys you just ask back. I think the only guy we got a chance to get on the field this week is in Zacha, um, which not, isn't hundred percent, but he's the guy I'm hoping to maybe start his window this week. Um, I think the other guys Um, They're rehabbing and stuff on the field,
0: but they're not going to be involved in practice at all. So they're not going to be practicing. Uh, They're not coming back this week. But when are they coming back? Uh, Is there a chance that we could get Jimmy Garoppolo back? And I think getting Jimmy Garoppolo back is so huge on many levels. One, Nick Mullins is bad. If you're watching the game, we're going to jump to the film here. Let's let's go ahead and uh, do that now. Why not? Uh, Let's jump over to the film. Um, This is from... Uh, What's it called? This is from the Patreon video breakdown that I did this morning, about 5 a.m. this morning, where we go through everything. But you can kind of see some of these clips that are there and what's there, and here's what we find out. Nick Mullins, yikes, uh, played very, very poorly. He played well enough to win, and so I think you have to give him credit there. But whenever you look at just the raw data, he struggled big time. Now, Kyle Shanahan went on to say, that he does expect to have Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle back in those last two weeks of the season. Now, what does that mean? And why is that important? Number one, you've got, to get Kittle, you've got to get Jimmy Garoppolo some snaps. There's no way anybody in the 49ers front office is 100% sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. Can you say he's the quarterback of the future? Yes, I think he is. Can you win a Super Bowl with Jimmy? I think you can. But is he going to be a top five quarterback Week in and week out. You got to see him some more. When we've seen him this year, he had a couple bad games. He did have that amazing game against the Rams for sure. But you got to bolster confidence in this locker room, the coaching staff, and Jimmy G himself that he can be the quarterback of the future. And as I said a well while ago, even if the 49ers address the quarterback position and draft a QB in round one, I still think Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back. Uh, now, you can get rid of his contract with ease at only $2 million dead cap if you do decide to move on from Garoppolo, but no way the 49ers are going to move into what they have this championship window with an unproven rookie quarterback whenever you have this caveat, Jimmy Garoppolo there. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting week one, I'm telling you right now. You don't just hand the reins to a rookie quarterback. That's not happening. Perhaps in the middle of the season, you make the transition over, but... Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the guy. Now, Kittle, we all know Kittle. He came out on, I believe it was the radio, KNBR today. Um, I could be wrong on that one, but he came out and said, hey, I'm going to be playing sooner than later. I can tell you that right now. It's hard to keep Kittle off of the field. We all know the mentality that he has. So that's kind of what we got. There, there's just a lot of talent that keeps on returning, which is great. But whenever you look at What the 49ers have left on the schedule, good Lord, um, it's really not that bad. So this week we have the Monday night football game, obviously. So our entire schedule, our recording schedule might be pushed back just a day um, just because I want to wait on the news that we get from that Thursday practice. That's going to tell us huge. But here's the schedule. The good news and the bad news about Arizona is this. Bad news is the players miss their families. They don't get to see them. The good news is they don't have to travel for a month. Uh, You got the Dallas trip, which is a really quick one, but you get to stay in Arizona versus the Bills on Monday night. You get to stay in Arizona versus Washington. You travel to Dallas, which is just really, really close. Then guess what? You go back to Arizona and play Arizona, (laughs) the Cardinals. So if you can get two wins out of these next three games, the, the playoffs are definitely a possibility. The Bills Washington and the Cowboys it is there now this week is crazy in and of itself we have a football game that's going to be played on Wednesday between the Steelers and the Ravens and I have a bet special that I really want you to join us on right after a word from our sponsor all right mybookie.ag sponsors this podcast and they have been partners for a long time I love their product I love what they do so here's the deal whether you're a first-time customer or you've been betting with my bookie for years like me, there's no shortage of value to be found in thousands of game lines, prop bets, over, under, spreads, parlays, you name it, you can bet on it there. And it goes outside of sports as well. Let's say you're a casino and a card guy. Guess what? They have everything. Classic table games, slot, card games, everything that you would expect to find at a local casino, they have it. And the best part about my bookie? Guess what? The doors never close. <laughs> you can bet there anytime. So here's what you got to do. Head over to mybookie.ag. Whenever you do, use the promo code 49ers. This supports the podcast. 49ERS. And here's the deal. If you do that, they're going to match your deposit halfway. All the way up to a 1000 bucks. This is free money, guys. So if you put in $200, they're going to give you 100 bucks to bet for free. Now, rollovers do apply. And if you don't know how that works, their customer service is incredible. So, if you're already planning to bet this season, there's free money to be had. Head over there. We've been killing it all season long. We're going to have draft uh, prop bets as well moving forward. So, it's a winning season at MyBookie. Head over there, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers. And again, let's make some money and have some fun while betting together. Thank you so much, MyBookie, for the continued support. And again, if you want to help support the podcast, this is the way to do it. All right, we got this crazy game where the NFL kind of caters to the Ravens. Shocker. But even though they have, they're still missing so many people. They are getting some players back from COVID. But this game is going to be a mess. Both teams have players out. Now, the over-under is what I'm betting. I usually stay away from the over-under just because this year has been so unpredictable. But I'm taking the under the over under is set at 42 points. Now on my bookie, here's the best thing about it. You can add points. <laughs> it changes the payout structure, but I believe in small wins. I take a couple big gambles, but if you've been betting with us, I think we went uh I think 5 for 6 last week. We did really really well. We made a lot of money last week. So, here's my bet. I bought an additional half point on the Steelers-Raven game and I'm taking the under 42 and a half points. That under bet 10 to win 18. I'm pretty excited about this game. One, even if the game gets out of control, which is a possibility, I think everybody's going to sit their starters because they're playing on Wednesday. (laughs) They have to play the following week. So because they're on such a short week, once the game gets out of control, I think starters will be pulled. I think it's going to get ugly in the second half. I am taking the under um, over at my bookie. Um, So we're we're going through the film stuff. Now what I want to do is I want to talk about Arizona. The logistics itself in this move. Now, this is a little bit of a long clip, but I think that this is key. And one of the reasons why I think Kyle Shanahan is so awesome. I'm so glad he's our coach. He's incredible. In the mentality and the, I, I don't know, the sympathy perhaps that he has for his players in this position. It's not woe is me this is what we're going to do. That is his attitude. So this is a long clip, but I want you to hear from the head coach himself on what is included and how it's going to impact all of the 49ers.
1: Well, we're, we're practicing it where um, the Cardinals had training camp. I, I believe it's the Renaissance hotel. I'm not sure. Um, but wherever they did training camp, um, that's what our setup is. I know we're going to be able to use the stadium um, here and there for some things too. So it's all close in proximity. Um, that's about all the details I know on that. I'll figure that out when I get there, but I know we got some guys out there getting the hotels and everything mapped out for us. So shouldn't be an issue. And sorry, what was the other parts of the question? Because the, the Cardinals, uh, are allowing family. Oh, yeah. members. Um, I mean yeah. the rules with the families, I mean, it's just basically, we're, we're moving out there and our hotel will be our new Levi stadium, which is where we go to work. Um, and just like when we're here, you go to work every day, you get tested. Um, you know, when we're here, then we go straight home to our house and stay there till you come back the next day to work. Now our, I look at it as our house happens to be where our work's at. Um, so when we're done with work, I guys just go upstairs to their hotel room. Um, we can't sit there. You don't want to hang out and stuff. That's, that's how things people get in trouble. With and that's how it spreads. That's what happened to us during our bye week um, at a hotel. So we won't sit there and hang out at all. So, We'll work there, and then the guys will go up to their hotel room. Um, my understanding—that's why I want to take a week to get there and just figure it out. But I mean, that's going to be our home for a few weeks. So, I mean, if someone has a, someone's family's down there, I don't care why they can't go home to their family. That'll be their new house for three weeks. Um, I don't know how many people are doing that. It's kind of up in limbo with how fast this just happened and stuff. So that—that's why we're going to go this week and figure out how it goes. I mean, I would be pumped if my family could end up coming down there a week or so from now. And I know my kids and wife would love coming to a game um so if that would work out that'd be great um but it's you just go there and you figure out the rules my biggest concern that I told the players is you know we got we're very comfortable in where we're at and um just the protocols we have and stuff and we feel like we've gotten pretty good at being safe and how to avoid it um but just now we're going to a new environment so um you know we we got it's still the same exact rules um But you know, I think COVID is a little bigger there than it is here. From statistics, some people have told me. So it's not like we got to be smart. Like I'm not. We're not trying to go anywhere. Um, So I plan on guys staying in that hotel and being safe. And um, if guys do end up getting a good setup, or if they have a a apartment nearby where they put their family in or something, I mean, just like it is here. When you're done with work, you can go straight home, be with your family. Um, You can test it every day. you will come back the next morning, get tested at the hotel, and. But um, that's why it's kind of up in limbo. So I want to take the week to figure out the parameters and then do what, figure out what we'd recommend best for everybody
0: who has some issues. Yeah, and I know that was a longer clip than we usually play, but I just think it's so important. Not only it's just for football, what's happening right now across the world's in, insane. It's insanity, and you know I see sin. Uh, one of my favorite listeners that contributes to the Charity League uh, for 49ers Rush podcast. And I just want to give my condolences to you and your family. Uh, she lost her father to COVID. Um, I saw that on Twitter. I just want to say, man, we love you. Uh, really, really sorry for your loss and uh, absolutely heartbreaking what I'm sure you guys are going through. And at the end of the day, we're a, we're a podcast and we talk about football. And I love football more than any other human being I have ever met. But there is a bigger picture. And I love how Kyle Shanahan talks about the families. And this is over Christmas break that these players are going to be away from their families more than likely. That sucks. But if it does nothing else but constantly put this conversation on the forefront of football fans, whatever, it's be smart. You can't hang out in the lobby of a hotel with your teammates because that's what has happened to the 49ers. And that's how all those players got put on COVID just two weeks ago. So you got to be smart. Now, to the football aspect. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best in the NFL on the road. He's incredible. His road record this year is 4-2, and two, better than his home record. Last year, when the 49ers went off, 7-1 on the road. You pair that with extended stays to the East Coast. You remember we stayed at Youngstown, um, Ohio last year. Um, they went to or this year with both New York teams, went 2-0 after that. Uh, West Virginia was this year. Youngstown was last year. Sorry about that. Um, so we have a coach that is very, very good just at the practicality of these long trips. And the 49ers have responded well. Um, now <laughs> every third stroke asked this of all the NFC West teams. We had to share a stadium with Arizona is probably the best, huh? Well, yes and no. Number one, you don't want to go to Seattle because Seattle just sucks and it's cold and it's outside. You don't want to mess with that. Two, I would say SoFi Stadium would be the best because that's like our second home stadium. We win any time we play in Los Angeles, but they already have two teams. So that made it complicated. Arizona, it's in a dome. It plays fast. Kyle Shanahan even talked about It plays fast, and they like that. You're getting Brandon Ayuk back. You have Raheem Mostert. You have Debo. That's a lot of speed on offense, and I think it's going to play out. I really, really do. So I I like the way that this team is set up currently. I like the way that they are going. I love the mindset of the coach and just how it permeates through the entire program. Um, All good things there. Um, Another question right here. I'm nobody you need to know. I disagree. I need to know you. Um, Do you think the 49ers will use some of the money saved when they release Ford to sign Kerry Hyder? I'd be 100% fine with that. Kerry Hyder needs to be a part of this team. What he's done this year has been incredible. I think he's up to seven and a half sacks. He's great. Now, here's the issue. In an ideal world, you would have Nick Bosa and... Kind of Eric Armstead as your outside defensive ends, then move Hider to the out, to the opposing side of Nick Bosa, kick Eric Armstead in, and then you'd have you know Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead on the inside. That'd be great, but we need a speed rusher. Nick Bosa, when he returns, we don't have that speed guy. D Ford worked. Did you know that you can now win up to one hundred? Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place means you can travel worry free download the Viator app now and use code Viator 10 for 10% off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with Viator
0: but you gotta go get a speed guy yes Hyder deserves to be paid if the 49ers can't pay him it's gonna suck Uh, I hope he's here that guy he's bounced around never been a true starter he hasn't made you know his his wealth in this league and he's got a very short window so I hope that he gets the contract that he deserves. Uh, that dude needs to be making pretty close to $10 million next year. Can the 49ers do that? I don't know. Uh, maybe you make it an incentive-based deal, uh, backload it, make it a two-year deal for $20 million and make a whole bunch of incentives and allow him to bet on himself. I think that might work out. Um, also, Khalil Young, yeah, I'm with you here. Shanahan also said, he doesn't expect Blair or Richburg back this season either. Both of them had complications uh, from their surgery, and it just got bad after that. So they're done for the year as well. Richburg's another guy. I fully expect him to be cut. Uh, that contract sucks. <laughs> that, that contract is really, really bad. So just looking at the numbers, the he's got 8 million, 8.4 million dead cap left. Very similar thing with D. Ford. You can rip the bandaid off and hit all 8.4 million dollar dead cap um in 2021 or you can spread it out. You have those options with only a 3 million cap hit in 2021 and then a 5 million cap hit in 2022, which I think the team wants to do. It just makes too much sense to not spread everything out. Um William, he says, "How about Kendrick Bourne's status?" Um, he's not injured, but he's not starting either. It does seem like, um, what Richie James took his starting spot, but now you got Brandon Ayuk coming back. So you've got Kendrick Bourne and Richie James alternating series, probably, um, as that number three spot, their snaps are going to start going down, which is not a bad thing. I do like Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Richie James had a very bad game. But Kendrick Bourne had a lot of mistakes in his limited snaps where he had the chance to win back his job. He didn't do anything with it. So take that for what you will. Uh, Drew, he asked this. Do you see us moving in the draft with the trade, picking the O-line from Oregon, Pene Sewell? I totally could see the 49ers trading up. John Lynch is one of the most active in draft day trades of any GM that is out there. Having said that, they draft for need. I like Pene Sewell. He is a hell of a player. He fits the scheme that we do. They do a zone blocking scheme. I don't think that we're going to be getting an offensive tackle in the first round. I don't see it. I don't see us walking away from McGlinchy's rookie contract, and I do see us paying Trent Williams. Um, I know I'm probably in the minority. Um, I'm not saying I love McGlinchy. I'm just telling you, I would prefer Mike McGlinchy over a rookie tackle because, and here's why. If it was in a window, yeah, I'd prefer Pene Sewell, 100%. But I would rather use that pick on another position where we have major glaring needs. Kyle Shanahan loves Mike McGlinchey. He's a captain. (laughs) He's a captain. He wants to build around this guy because of how dominant Mike McGlinchey is in the run game. That's what that is. Um, So anyway, I like this question. Michael, would you rather have Mullins or Goff as your quarterback? Can I alternate them series because they're about as bad as each other? I think you got to go Goff just because of the arm talent. But, man, I don't want either one. Uh, They both, and I like Nick Mullins as a human being, but they both have the ultimate dumb face with the helmet on. Uh, Their face just doesn't fit. And again, hashtag fat face John Chapman. uh, My face doesn't fit in anything. Uh, I literally have to use widescreen on this uh, <laughs> uh, this webcam here just so I can fit the frame. It's what it is. Um, let's see here. Matthew, he asks, after seeing your Patreon video today, how would you characterize Kyle's play calling compared to last year? I'd say handicapped. Um, and probably my biggest problem or critique with Kyle Shanahan, I love Kyle Shanahan, I think he's top three play caller, doesn't mean he's perfect. He is trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. And here's what I mean by that. He is determined to make these five and seven-stepped, long-delayed passing plays work with a subpar offensive line and a quarterback that cannot read a defense or push the ball downfield. He can't throw it deep. So why not do short play calls whenever your offensive line is struggling? You look at the plays, um, <laughs> the sack all the different sacks, uh, the interceptions, the quarterback hits, they're all in a row. And once Aaron Donald like started heating up, he kept calling these long play action drawn out pass plays and it wasn't working. So Kyle Shanahan first quarter, the greatest coach in the NFL. It's not even close. Second quarter, he's a top 5 coach. Third quarter, average play caller at best. Fourth quarter, Kind of finds a way to win things at the end. The third quarter, he is awful. Um, I really just don't like the way that he schemes up. I think he goes against the grain with his own team. Uh, But whenever he comes out in the first quarter, he's the best in the league. I'm telling you this right now. Uh, Again, this goes back to my bookie. I am betting on the 49ers to score first every single week from here on out. I'm doing it. Because it's going to happen more often than not. Because we're so damn good in the first quarter. It's just what it is. Um so take that for what you want um but yeah I love Kyle I'm not but again I'm one of those people that just because you love something doesn't mean you can't critique it. I'm not a person that's just going to be like oh he's the best at everything that ever was. No no no. I there's holes in every single coach's game. Every single quarterback that's ever played. It doesn't matter. You're looking at Patrick Mahomes playing one of the best years statistically ever in the history of football. He's got two interceptions, all right? So what happened on those plays? You can always coach and critique to improve. Uh, maybe that's just the coach in me, but it doesn't matter who you are, there is improvement. Now, you can disagree with my analysis, that's probably because you're smart, <laughs> um, but I do think that there is improvement for Kyle. He's been a head coach now for, what are we going on, five years, or four years, uh, way less than that. Um, so it's kind of what it is. Uh, from Smurphy, what do you think the Dallas Cowboys need to get back on track? Uh, the Cowboys need that offensive line, and we're going to see it in full-fledged, right? Uh, I hate the Cowboys. I hate everything about the Cowboys. I hate Jerry Jones. I think he's trash. A uh, human being as well as other things. But in the NFL, if you look at the Cowboys' success, and I love talking about other teams because it, it gives you a good perspective on the 49ers. Go back to the 49ers' success. Not with... Shanahan but with Harbaugh what did we do we got our success by using all those first round picks on offensive linemen remember Anthony Davis Joe Staley you know we got Michael Apati we had that dominant offensive line well the Cowboys copied that about seven years behind Travis Frederick who they traded with the 49ers to get if you remember we swapped and got Eric Reid an extra third round pick um Whatever I digress, Tyron Smith, right? They kept going out and getting all these guys. Zach Martin, and that became the heartbeat of their team. Now you transform, you fast forward. All those guys are gone. All those guys are gone for the for the Cowboys. Tyron Smith can't stay healthy. Zach Martin's about the only one. Frederick retired. So they're struggling. Same thing that happened to the 49ers. When we the offensive line plays subpar. The teams aren't successful. And if you're an offensive-minded coach and or program, look where the Cowboys spend all their money. Zeke, Dak, Amari Cooper, all that's great. You don't have a line. I don't care what toys you got. They're not going to work. Look at the 49ers. When we run it to the left side behind Trent Williams and Lakin Tomlinson, great things happen. When we try to run it against a rookie, against Aaron Donald, bad things happen. Pass protection. Mike McGlinchy, bad things happen. Daniel Brunskill's had he's been pretty good at center, had his worst game as starting center, and a lot of that's Aaron Donald. But it starts up front. And so the reason why I took your question, one, screw the Cowboys, I hate them. Two, I think whenever you look at other teams and why they're not successful and then translate that to the 49ers, it offers perspective and context for what works in the NFL. Go to the playoffs last year, that Vikings and that Packers game. Didn't matter who the quarterback was. Didn't matter who your defense was. Didn't matter who your wide receivers were. It mattered who uh, the line was, who the head coach was, or the play caller, and Raheem Mostert. That's what it was. You can impose your will on teams in the NFL a few ways. Not very often, but by running the damn ball with a dominant offensive line. I would like to return to that. Um, we need a center or a guard. It just, we've got to step up our game at that level. It has to happen. Um, Anyway, all that being said, the playoffs, the 49ers are currently one game out of the playoffs. Okay, one game out. Now, the Vikings and the Bears are currently ranked ahead of the 49ers because of conference schedule, but the 49ers have four conference games remaining out of five. You win those, you're going to leapfrog them. Uh, Plus the Vikings are going the wrong way and the bears. Oh my gosh. The bears are, they're bad. But Kyle Shanahan was asked, how do you address the standings and what do you do with the standings? This is an awesome response. Here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say about the playoffs. I
1: I promise. um, I haven't looked at it at all. Um, Also because, Everyone else does, so I get to hear them tell me all the time. Um, so there's lots of counters and watch stuff. So it's um, I've always my whole life, just my whole football career. I've always looked at it as ten wins get you in, um, and that's kind of how I've always based it off. I know there's some seasons that ten wins doesn't. Um, you know, I remember New England eleven and five didn't get in one year. Um, I think ten and six didn't last year, maybe. Um, but I've always looked at it that way, um, and that's why I always. I always keep it there till the end. And then when you get right down there to the last couple of games, then you know if that's going to work or not.
0: So it, that it, it's funny, you know, 10 and in, that's always been the rule, but it doesn't always happen that way. And this year it's not going to happen that way because of that seventh spot. Um, so kind of take that for what you will. Uh, the Cowboys, they're just a uh, yuck. Uh, they're just, they gross me out, man. I uh, can't stay. I can't stay that team, whatever. It's top down. Uh, ownership and the gm if you want to call them that affects everything and it kind of permeates through that program through the fan base and just gross um anyway all that being said I just want to say thank you. Really do appreciate the support. It's a new month. We're going to have a new giveaway. We have a giveaway coming this week. Uh, So thank you for all the Countdown Crew people out there. Uh, Really do appreciate that. Make sure you head over to my bookie. Use promo code 49ers to sign up if you haven't already. We're going to be making some money this week. I'm feeling pretty good about it. But that's going to do it for us today. And as always, stay strong, faithful.